On today's show, we are let, 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 let live on YouTube. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we're answering your questions. The season is starting tonight. The Mavericks play the Atlanta Hawks. If you're listening to this, watching this on a Thursday, it is going to be awesome. We're going to answer all your questions today on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is, huh? Anybody? Hey, Cash, guess what the day is? It's game day. What, what? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com, the live lord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It feels so weird watching basketball, and it's like I'm just so jealous. It's I just our, need the Mavericks yet. back. It's not I need our time them, yet. I need them back tonight. A lot of you guys are listening to this uh, on your way to work on Thursday. A lot of you guys are in the YouTube uh, chat right now. This is a live mailbag uh, on <laughs> Wednesday night, and uh, yeah, Mavs Mavs basketball is back. Like actually legit basketball, not fan jam crap, not the preseason. But actually, legitimate basketball. <laughs> actual legitimate basketball will be returning tonight. If you listen to this on the podcast, this episode of Lockdown Maps is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you for our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. We're loving it. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey app. And YouTube, where you can watch us right now. We are live talking about anything that you guys are asking about. We're talking about some... your hair. You, we're getting multiple there, comments. There's a lot in of stuff about, about my hair, hair today. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of, about this. Uh, and raccoon gifts, of when, course. When we, when we have a hair gel sponsor, y'all know. Y'all know how we got <laughs> it. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Let's start right away with our first question. John Andre asked the question. Can the Mavs beat the Hawks by 10 or more? If not, why? It feels like he may have some kind of line or some kind of wager on it. But <laughs> let's start with this this you know uh, game against the Hawks tonight. How are you feeling about the Mavs' chances, and and what do you think? Uh, can they win by 10 or more? Yes, they, they very well can. But um, no, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. I mean, you're looking at a Hawks team that, you know, I looked at the injury report. I mean, this so crazy to even think about from a Maverick standpoint, but the only uh, people out for the Mavs are uh, Ja'Cory and Amarui, just because they're the two-way guys. Everybody else, completely healthy. Like, when when's the last time we've seen that? Um, that's been a, whole, a long time. Nobody on the injury report for Atlanta. Uh, Lou Williams is questionable. Gallinari is questionable. Um, Kongwu, I think, is out. I think somebody else is out, but th- they'll have their main guys. And... Uh, I mean, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So in Atlanta, um, yeah, I, I just want to like I'm going into it. I'm obviously I'm confident. You know, I think they'll win, but I don't think it's like a home run either. I'm not I'm not putting money down on this game. Like if Atlanta comes out and wins this game by eight to ten points, I'm not shocked. And I'm not like swayed that the Mavericks are like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, Twitter might be unbearable, but that's. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm interested to see how the Mavericks defend the three-point line. I think that's going to be a huge thing. They got three-point shooters for the, you know, for the Hawks. Like you said, Danilo Gallinari is questionable. Uh, Lou Williams is questionable, but Kevin Herter, obviously Trey Young, and like they they got some three-point shooters over on their side. So the Mavericks are really going to have to live up to that that billing. They've been talking about defense the entire preseason. Like Luca mentioned defense in one of his in one of his uh interviews after practice the other day, and then somebody mentioned that Luca mentioned defense to Jason Kidd, and Jason Kidd gave a little smirk, just a little like, "Yeah, they got it. it, it it's it's working. They're talking about defense." He's like, "Yeah, that's what I that's what I love to hear." And so they really have been pushing that. And so if the Mavericks can defend the three-point line, they can keep it within 10 points. But that's that's going to be a huge a huge thing, I think, in this game. Yeah, and who guards Trey, right? I mean, if they're huge. starting the two bigs, they're starting if they're going to start KP and Dwight Powell, then um, Dorian or Tim have fun chasing Trey around. You know, it's probably going to be Dorian probably going to put some size you know, on Trey. But. I feel like the Dorian thing was a Carlisle thing. I kind of wonder if they'll just throw Tim on him just to have somebody run around. I mean, could, but it, I mean, if you're going to try to preserve somebody, I'd rather preserve Tim's legs for shots. But Interesting. Yeah, th- this game's going to tell us a lot about what Jason Kidd is, is going to do and what, he, what he's thinking about doing, right? Like, yeah. We're going to learn a lot about him for sure. Yep. Uh, all Thank right. You. Uh, oh, here, let's go, let's go this one. Would Ben Simmons work on the Mavs roster? We've gone over this a little bit, but let's touch on this just here. Yeah, he would. How would he fit? He would be your better wing defender, more athletic Dwight Powell. I, I, think, there, I think there would be a world, and I've been anti. Shout out to the days. Do you remember the discourse, Lucas rookie season, to where there was like a, a faction of NBA Twitter is like, you're crazy if you would take Luca over Ben Simmons. <laughs> like, where are those people now? Are you still online? But no, I if they somehow traded for Ben Simmons and you paired him with Luca, I think I think Luca could make it make it work. Yeah, Luca could definitely make it work. The defense would would be an absolute fit. The interesting thing would be. Ben Simmons and KP, you'd probably have to trade KP for Ben Simmons because of contracts and, and all that maybe. But the interesting thing would be how would they fit together? How would you share the ball? All that kind of they stuff. They could fit like, together. Like, sure, it, it would it would fit. It's highly unrealistic and all that. Well, just take Dwight Powell's role, and that's the role you'd put Ben Simmons in. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you could. If Ben Simmons would be up for that role. Now, the way that he's been treating the Sixers, it doesn't seem like he would just be up for that role. Right, it seems like he wants to go somewhere yeah. else, and he's like whole, Kyrie at this point. I don't know what to predict. It's true. The, the whole quote about I want to go to a different team and m- be able to make mistakes and all that. That seems to be a guy that just wants mm. the ball in his hands and to dribble around. And he's like looking at Josh Giddy, like, oh man, that'd be nice. That'd be nice just to do whatever I want. I would love to live in OKC. <laughs> Similarly, would you use a trade player exception on Marvin Bagley? Question the, from Luke. I don't think he fits in it, right? Or I don't it? think he. I don't think he fits in it either. I think we went over this over the off season that it was it was just outside. Now there is a clause. I think there is a situation where if he doesn't start an, a certain number of games this season, which he won't, then it may go down. But I think that wouldn't be until next year. So, uh, yeah. So, but it'll be interesting to see where Marvin Bagley ends up because he's not going to play on the Kings. I think he's more far gone than Simmons is even. <laughs> Uh, what does Bagley make? Bagley makes 11.3 this year. Yeah, so he's a little bit past that. But, I mean, if you could get Bagley for cheap, 
I'm I'm all about taking swings at these guys. Kind of like the same thing as Frank Nelikina. It's like I'm all about taking swings. If you can get them for super cheap, then uh, take the swing. I mean, not to bring up the Dwight Powell roll again, but <laughs> heck, throw him in there and say roll to the basket and just see what see what he looks like next to Luca if it's you know for free, basically. Good question from Robert. We'll get to right now. Is the team seriously better on defense, or is this just a preseason glitch? It's a little bit like what did we actually learn from preseason? What what can we take into to next season or to, to this season from preseason? I, I was gonna say I think it's two things. It's two things for me. <clears throat> I think one they added depth. Like we saw, uh, Dorian Finney Smith took a question uh, after practice. I want to say today, maybe yesterday, and uh, he was basically asked, "Hey, you know what?" how is it different you know this year something along the lines of like having other guys basically there's actually other players on the roster and play defense on the wing outside of you so how does that like make you feel and he had this answer of like yeah and man i can like come out of the game knowing that there's still like there's reggie there's sterling there's frank you know there's frank like they actually have depth now and i think that's so key now when figuring out which two or which three you want to play at the end of a playoff game that's, you know, that's up for Jason Kidd, but it's like now, yeah, if Dorian fouls out or Dorian tweaks an ankle and he's out a few games, we're not like freaking out saying, well, who the heck's going to guard Paul George or whoever it is. It's like, all right, cool. We have Bullock. We have Sterling Brown. Like I'm excited about those guys. And I think those for a lot of people outside of Dallas, it was, oh man, they didn't you know hit the big name, but those tiny additions right there in the rotation on the wing, they can make a big difference for this team. Absolutely. I, I think that it's it's understated how much role players can matter for a team. You start looking at some of the rotations. We were talking about the Lakers rotation last night. You had like two solid players to that Lakers rotation, or if two of those guys become solid at some point, it changes everything for a team because then all of a sudden you fill some of those gaps. You fill some of those holes. And for the Mavericks, they had some holes last year. They didn't have a lot of wings. They add two solid wings. Reggie Bullock may be even better than solid. And so you, you add those guys and it eats up some minutes. I, I think absolutely this team did get better on defense. Now, it's it's still a lot on Porzingis. The Porzingis is going to make or break the Mavs defense uh, in a lot of ways, I think. And I think that it'll be interesting to see how how he looks, how he's being used on defense. We're, we've used to seeing being we've used to <laughs> we've been used to seeing Porzingis playing defense at the five. Remember Carlisle's whole thing was let's play KP at the four on offense and five on defense. I'm not sure if Jason Kidd's going to do that. So he may be out there. Is he going to be out there defending Gallinari? Is he going to be out there? Is he going to be trying, you know, yeah, <laughs> no, poor Zingas. And, so, and how much have we heard about defense's effort? And we just talked about yeah, it yesterday, yeah. of how much these players seem like they're loving playing for Jason Kidd so far. And it's like, will we see it just a little bit, a notch up effort-wise from the Mavs because they're playing for a coach that inspires them. Yeah, it's uh, so coming up, we'll get into some more questions from you guys. Our most anticipated game of the season. We'll talk maybe about a little bit about Josh Green. Did he get extended or exactly what what exactly happened with Josh Green? We'll talk about those things coming up. Uh, but before we do, Isaac, you mentioned that the Mavericks are loving playing for Jason Kidd. You know what else we're loving? McDonald's. This episode of Lockdown Mavs is brought to you by McDonald's, serving communities proudly since 1965. McDonald's has always just been more than a taste, a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come together, and you're like, hey, let's just go hang out and go to McDonald's. In college, how many times did you go to go to McDonald's with your your friends or your your roommates? Like, I feel like I went all the time. It's yep. a place where you can meet up, study. Uh, they have they have Wi-Fi. I've definitely 
spent some time at a McDonald's doing work or watching a show when I didn't have it somewhere than where I was, whether I was visiting somebody or I it was out at my place or whatever. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. So go check out McDonald's. So head to your local McDonald's and refuel and reconnect. We could even have a Lockdown Mavs watch party at a McDonald's, possibly. That could be, that, would, that would be fascinating to see if we could do that. So go check out McDonald's after uh, you know a game, after you hang out with friends, whatever you want to do. Go to McDonald's, get a quarter pounder, get a Big Mac, all that stuff. Get it right now. McDonald's, I'm loving it. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more of these questions. We got a whole bunch of questions. This one from GM. What's the game you're most excited about this season? First of all, it's it, to me, it's almost the game one. It's almost the game tonight, right? Like it's, the, I'm almost more the most excited about this one because it's uh, it's the first game. It feels like in a long time, and I'm excited to see how this team looks. It's against the Hawks. It should be highly anticipated. Um, GM says for him, it's a, for you know to play the Pacers against Rick Carlisle. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> that twenty that twenty ninth game uh, in in January. Um, January 29th uh, against the Pacers at home. It's a Saturday night. Um, if you want to speculate on when a fun big ceremony could happen, it could be that night. Um, you know, so, and I think there was a question in the chat about that. I actually don't know the a hundred percent, you know, answer to that. I'm sure that day is set in stone already, but I just haven't ask around enough to know the date that. for when Dirk's Jersey retirement and statue and all that stuff. Yeah. So the 29th, Rick, Carl, Rick Carla coming back in the town. Do they have it on that day because Rick's there and be cool to have Rick there for Dirk or do they not have it on that day? Because, Hey, they want to honor Rick, the most successful, you know, coach of franchise history. And it's like, Oh, that's kind of all that. So I can understand that. Uh, but it is a Saturday night game. There'll be a lot of people there. Families come to that. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that weeknight games and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a fun game. I mean, any like anytime you have a guy like Luca, him going against the top stars in the league is always you always look forward to that. Luca versus LeBron, like the Lakers is you know, it's been a fun game to watch. They respect each other a lot. It's a lot of fun. Brooklyn, Giannis, everything. I mean, I don't really care as much about the Clippers without Kawhi, and there's nobody in the West. I'm like circling like ooh, big time. Yeah, that Clippers rivalry has kind of been deflated with the Kawhi injury, right? It's just it's, it's not going to have the same punch. I don't think. Yeah. 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 So, uh, okay. Uh, Miss Buckley asked the question, did the Mavs really extend Josh green? So, and then <laughs> Miss, with the Missy the, Buckley, the, the surprise face, sorry, Missy, I forgot the why. Um, did they actually extend Josh green? And what does it mean? No, the Mavericks just basically picked up his, his, his option on one of the, uh, one of the final years on his deal. It, the way that Mavs PR kind of put it out there seemed like an extension. It seemed like they, I guess technically they extended him. But not not to the exact like semantics of the word, right? Uh, they just they just picked up his his rookie option. It's just it's what happens to every basically every decent rookie is that what that's what happens. So they didn't like give him more and say, oh, you proved enough to us. We're going to give you this contract. No, exactly. I mean, it. it yeah, basically, they just have have him under contract for a little bit. They could they could cut bait after this year if they wanted to, but not now. Uh, oh, here's smart, an interesting smart thing to do, by the way, too. Interesting question from Jacob. Will Jason, will Jason Kidd use his first challenge in the first game? How do we feel like Jake Kidd's going to use his challenges? Because it was something we Definitely. definitely watched with Rick. It's something we watched with Rick and we actually got a little insight on that on our podcast when we had Mike Shad on assistant coach who, uh, ran the iPad, you know, for the past, 
you know, years uh, on the bench with Rick Carlisle. Go back and listen to that podcast. One of my favorite ones, uh, just getting one. to talk to Mike and explain that whole process. But he actually, he actually talked about like times that he told Rick, you know, to challenge and Rick didn't challenge or times that Rick would take the challenge just to shift like the momentum. And even in how like one year they had a really high like hit rate on successful challenges. The next year it went down because they kind of shifted their philosophy in that. It was just so unique to hear how coaches use it. It's not always, oh, we want to get the right call. Sometimes it's like an extra timeout and they just want to, you know, change, stop the momentum a little bit. Yeah, you, you might as well use them. So it, it'll be interesting to see how Jay Kidd decides to use it. And it, a lot of times it doesn't just depend on the coach. It depends on the people around him that says, hey, we should challenge this. Or maybe he uses it to boost the player's confidence. Like, hey, that player thinks that we should do this. Then I want to give that, throw that player a bone and boom, I'll, I'll challenge it because that player said so. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll learn something like that. If he uses one, it'll be interesting to see in what, in what state he uses it. Uh, okay, question from Joseph. State. What state he? What state of the game he uses a challenge? California, Georgia. Well, it'll be in Georgia for the first if it's the first game. From Joseph, will this faster pace help Luca get shredded by All Star break? <laughs> Do, are the Mavs going to play a faster pace? You feel like they are? I think they will. Yeah, I think they play a little faster with with two big men still. Yeah. That's that's a weird thing, right? The Mavs are I, committing to playing two bigs, and yet they also want to play faster, which every team says they want to play faster. It's so unique because I think they will get the ball off a rebound and want to go. But I think one, if they don't have that, then I think it'll slow, it down, it'll slow it down a bit because they're going to want to get KP possessions, right? And we've seen that. It's like in the post and, you know, the short corner and at the elbow and like all this stuff. So it, it's will the stats have them as a t- like one of the top teams as far as pace i don't think so but i think we'll definitely see some fun like get the rebound launch it out the pass let's go yeah if that makes any sense probably. yeah and and hopefully like how do how do teams play faster you get stops right you get stops and then you can outlet the ball to to the closest person that can, can dribble the ball basically right and so if yeah. they have those two bigs back there maybe that helps them with the pace, but will the faster pace help Luca get shredded? I'm not sure we'll ever see Luca shredded. Uh, I'm not sure. Might not ever need him to until Luca Doncic is in a Marvel movie. I'm not sure we'll get him on a regimen where he can get shredded. But Marvel seems like they can get anybody shredded. That's true. <laughs> First, it was like uh, Robert Downey Jr., and then it was uh, Paul Rudd, and then Kumail Nanjiani is like insanely buff, and now like Will Poulter is super buff, and you're like, oh my god, what is happening to all these people that just go through? I know. I'm gonna act like I know who all those people are. <laughs> you know Robert Downey Jr. Come on, you've seen the movie. I know him, but I don't know who like Tim Coulter is. Will and... Poulter is the the eyebrow kid from Narnia. Remember? Oh, okay. He's he's in some of the new Marvel movies and he's uh he's ripped now. Interesting. Uh, all right, coming up, we got a question about Jalen Brunson versus Tim Hardaway Jr. There's two things those players can do to make the Mavs better. Which one would be better for the Mavericks? We'll get into that coming up in more questions. But before we do, let me tell you about an app that has helped a lot of people. Isaac, do you Twitter? want to know what makes LeBron James King James? Nothing, because he's not a king of anything. He's the king of sleep. Sleep is his superpower. Calm, the number one sleep app for meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. Oh, man. You are a father of two small children. How much does sleep help your life? A lot. 
<laughs> By the way, we have 77 people on our live stream right now. Let's go. Uh, LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to know how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so that you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at the best, just like LeBron James. He was shooting pretty well the other night. So if Calm is what's helping him, then I would get on this. Go to calm.com slash NBA for a limited time. You'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. You can get all kinds of stuff, access to nature scenes that LeBron loves, rain on leaves, stuff like that. Uh, I always have to go to bed with something playing. It's either a show or something. And so I need to check out Calm, but I can get 40% off if I go to calm.com slash NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash NBA. Again, calm.com slash NBA. Also, I want to tell you about SweatBlock. SweatBlock is a product that everybody needs, basically. Anybody that deals with pit stains, that deals with sweat, that deals with sweating profusely. Uh, we've been telling you about some of these people that have been trying SweatBlock that actually have reached back out and said, hey, I tried this and it actually worked. Straight out of Hollywood, we have a producer who is working on the set of a Marvel movie. We were just talking about Marvel. Maybe you've heard of Marvel. <laughs> she was working 18-hour days a week in the Atlanta heat, heard about SweatBlock and started trying it and now loves it. No more sweaty producing days. She even reports that one of the A-list actors uses it. It says maybe, a, gr- maybe a green one. Interesting. To stay dry and on the red carpet. Groot. <laughs> that was not he's he's not on the scene though he's just in a booth like vin diesel uh go check out sweat block S- stop excessive sweat for up to seven days use doctor created doctor recommended dry shirt guarantee not just for armpits it's for chest back feet hands all that kind of stuff everywhere get 20 percent off at sweatblock.com if you want to check it out they have deodorant they have all kinds of different things again promo code locked on for 20 percent off at sweatblock.com all right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more questions. Taylor Lewis asked this question. Which would raise the Mavs ceiling more this year? Jalen Brunson being a legit six-man-of-the-year candidate or Tim Hardaway Jr. being able to get his shot off off the dribble? So I uh, talked about Jalen Brunson being a six-man-of-the-year candidate. I actually picked him in my in our predictions pod for him to be six-man-of-the-year. That, I think, is a huge deal, and that that's way bigger to me than Tim Hardaway. Getting it, being able to get his shot off. I think Brunson being a six man of the year candidate would take him to like, let's say he's averaging like 15, 17 points a game, like five or six assists off the bench or something like that. The Mavericks are doing well when Luca's off, Luca's off the court. That to me raises, I guess maybe that raises the Mavs floor a little bit more, but still in the playoffs, I think it would help their ceiling as well. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's Tim. Yeah, I think it would be Tim in that just because. It this would allow. I mean, one of the biggest things for Dallas. They, I mean, they went seven games against the Clippers with an otherworldly Kawhi, and I think one of the biggest things that hurt the, you know the Mavericks, especially towards the end of the games, was how gassed Luca looked in those second half in the fourth quarter. It's been the whole conversation, like how can you keep Luca fresh, uh, you know, come the fourth quarter? And it's like if you can have this is the whole thing. If you can have another creator on in the offense. It's like, can you have it? Could Tim be a reliable second creator guy? Like, you can give him the ball and give Luca a few possessions off here and there, but he can actually run the offense, you know, when Luca's off the floor, too. So it's close. It, it's close. It made me think about it. Like, JB being a six man of the year candidate, like, that'd be huge for the second unit when, you know, when Luca's off the floor. But if Tim could be like a legit, like, I don't know if this is anybody, like, if he could be a CJ McCollum type. Like that would be huge for this team. Absolutely huge. Both I think both of those things would be huge. The Tim Hardaway Jr. angle of it, let's try to make a case for him, is that 
if he can start hitting a shot off the dribble, maybe he can create his own offense, and then maybe he becomes the guy off, you know, when Luca's off off the court, to where he is the one that is creating some offense too, and him and Brunson can maybe be that backcourt that generates offense when Luca isn't on on the court, and so maybe we'll see a thing where Tim plays like the first five minutes or something, then he checks out, and then he comes, you know, back in later after Luca goes out, and then he is one of the offensive engines. So that that could also raise the Mavs ceiling, but. Tim just needs to hit shots like like spot up shots in with his role in the starting unit, right? I don't think we really, I don't think Mavericks need him to be creating off the dribble just just right now with uh, playing with Luca, or at least going out <clears throat> and trying that stuff right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in a lot of the creator spots, creating for the other offense, and I mean, you just look up uh, jump shots off the dribble. Looking up synergy numbers right now for Tim last year, he was forty sixth in the league as far as percentile. Um, and that shot 35% off the dribble is an average rating on that. If that could be a little bit better, uh, be able to create his shot a little bit more, but also create for others at the same time, that that would be huge. Yeah, that would be absolutely massive. Another question from Luke here. Which rotation players do not play against the Hawks? That's a great question. That one's going to be interesting because we consider a bunch of players, I think, rotation players now. I think if Reggie Bullock's going to play and Sterling Brown's going to play and Dorian's going to play, I think Josh Green is probably not going to play against the Hawks. Yeah, and this is another thing. kind of comes down to, you know, Jason Kidd versus Rick, too. Like, how is Kidd going to run this as a shorter rotation? Is he going to run this? You know, a lot of times we'd see Rick, uh, he'd go kind of short in the playoffs, but in the regular season, I mean, sometimes Rick would go 10, 11 deep, but... I think when you're looking at the rotation, you're obviously looking at the the five starters. And then after that, I do think it's Sterling Brown. I think it's Reggie Bullock, um, Jalen Brunson. I mean, that's that's eight at that point that you're looking at. Sterling? So, well, I said Sterling Brown, Reggie Bullock, and and Brunson. Oh. Those three off the bench. And, I mean, oh, and Maxie. Maxie's the other <clears throat> one I was thinking. Yeah, so there's nine. I mean, I think th- that's the top nine. I think that's a lock. Outside of that, I don't know who. Well, they're, they're probably, I mean, they're probably going to play 10 because Willie calls They'll play a center, I think. I mean, you think, but it's like they're also starting two centers, right? Like, there's KP's going to get some, you know, minutes at the five, probably. Willie, I don't know. Like, you know, will Dwight, will, can, if KP's off the floor, will Luca run some with Dwight at the five, you know, and Maxie out there with him? Uh, I don't know. Like, if Willie, I mean, I'm assuming Willie's going to play, but like, I don't think Boban plays in this game. Josh Green probably doesn't. Frank Nelikina probably doesn't, unless we've talked about this before. If Trey's like torching them, is Frank Nelikina the break the glass, you know, player this year? Like, hey, just throw Frank in. Let's see if he can keep up with Trey, you know? Like Well, the last time we saw Frank Nelikina, he was playing <coughs> against Trey Young in the the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks Hawks playoff series. Reggie Bullock, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh all right. Couple last questions here. Jacob says, Who ends the season with more threes? Boban or Powell? <laughs> Dwight. Dwight is going to take threes. This is something. This is one thing I think we did learn from the preseason. Why are you always laughing at me when I say that? He is. It's not something. <clears> I'm, I'm laughing because we've seen this before of like him taking threes. Like it's not he's, like a. I'm just saying there's a new coach and I think he's going to take them. He took 21 last year, 39 the year before that, 127 that 18 19 season. So I'm. I'm the last couple of years. Rick has been like, don't take them, Dwight. <laughs> now I think Jason Kidd has come in and empowered him. Yeah, and now let's just see if he'll have the chances to take them, right? I mean, have the chances slash, you know, will they go in? 
I hope because it, it changes a lot if they do. All right, let, let's do that hypothetical then. Let's say Dwight Powell turns into like a 33, 34% three-point shooter. What does that do for the Mavs? Oh, well, then you have shooters everywhere. I mean, if he can be a 35% three-point shooter, then okay, now you're making – I mean, he's still going to be the guy that the teams leave open and say, all right, you can shoot the ball. But it, it does change a lot. It changes a lot of space if he can hit it. Yeah, it, it allows – yeah, like you said, because then all of a sudden the Dwight pump fakes were, that we make fun of people for falling for, like anytime a defender falls for a Dwight Powell pump fake the last couple of years, we just laughed at them, right? I would just tweet their name in like all caps and say, oh, it's, How did- it's, a, it's happening Thursday night. Somebody's but, falling for the Dwight pump. Oh, for sure. And it'll happen. But that that pump fake becomes real <laughs> that pump fake, if he's actually hitting threes. If he becomes a three-point shooter and he is hitting at a decent clip, then all of a sudden the pump fake doesn't become as ridiculous. And then... That adds another guy that can pump fake and drive off the dribble a little bit. He's not going to do it into traffic or anything. But when Dorian added that to his game, it added a lot to the Mavs offense. Because then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, then the joints are like greased, right? Because then Dwight can do this and Dorian can move this. It, and, it's and what all Golden State looked like against the Lakers when they had belly out there. Like all the guys out there could shoot when they were running belly at, you know, at the center spot. Like that's when it was just everybody's flowing, everybody's moving and all of that. It's... Yeah, they can all move. They can all move, and they can all they can all shoot, and they can all move off the dribble. That that's what yeah. an offense. That's what you Joseph really want in offense. Joseph also says in chat, I'm more worried about Green's three point shot. I actually think I agree with that. I think I'm more confident in Dwight Powell's three point shot than Josh Green's. Well, we I mean we've seen, how long has Dwight Powell been in Dallas since 2014? We've seen him work on that three since then, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean he's that's that's years. That's like seven years we've seen him work on this three point shot. Yeah. Pacers just lost. Uh, yeah, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle lost the, the first game against the the Hornets. What are our big takeaways from Rick, Car- Rick Carlisle's <laughs> first loss? Uh, oh, here's another question from Joseph. Uh, how many seasons? How many games before we see Kid get ejected? I don't know, man. I think it might take a while. I think that might take a couple of, until like I'm really. This is this goes into something I've been thinking about. What happens when the season? starts taking a turn where the Mavericks don't like it's not going well for the Mavericks. How does Jason Kidd oh. respond? Oh, that I think that's one of the biggest things we got to see because How do they, it's, yeah. yeah, it's been peaches and cream, cream and lollipops, you know, since like they started playing basketball. I mean, they haven't lost a game in preseason. They're saying all the right things in training camp. The team chemistry seems awesome. Media day was awesome. Everybody's saying the right things. Like it's, it's going well, but what happens when the first, you know, three game losing streak happens? What's how's the post game comments? How's KP? How's, you know, Luca? What how's kid? Like, I'm fascinated by that. Everything looks good. Every, the vibes are like the, Here we the go. vibes are immaculate. The vibes are immaculate when everything's going well, but when it starts to take a turn, it'll be interesting to see how will kid respond What's, let's say Luca plays a game where he's just not getting any calls. We've seen these games before. Luca doesn't get any calls. He's complained to the refs. How will Jason Kidd come to his aid or try to to help him? We've seen quotes from Jason Kidd. You don't have to yell at refs. You know you can do other things. And so I don't know. All this this Zen stuff goes away when you start losing games. I think pretty quick. Uh, all right. Last question. Sal said, "Are we going to see a trade before All Star Weekend? Who might get traded on the Mavs? On the Mavs?" Yeah. Or just in general. Because um, we going into this season, we thought there's no way they're going to take all these centers into into camp. And here they are with all these centers. So I'm kind of with Sal. I'm like, there may be a trade still happening. Or at least the Mavericks are primed for a trade. But who's the package? 
Um, I mean, I think I honestly think everybody's on the table. I mean, outside of Luca. I mean, I think there's still a world that even no matter what you think, or no matter the best case scenario for the next three months of Christoph Porzingis, I think until that deadline passes, I'm still think I'm still in the back of my mind like, hmm, possibly. Like I don't care how good he looks. Because there's still always the ooh, okay. Do you sell high because of the injuries? Do you like all of that stuff? If he's playing incredible or do you like, I think that's, there's still going to be a question mark even up to the deadline. And then outside of that, if he's looking great and everything's awesome and you can go out and get somebody else, like what if Jalen Brunson really like, that's why I don't think if you're pick, if you're telling me who's the most likely, I think it's like Moses Brown or like Josh Green. I think it's like one of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, because th- those young guys, you can start, you can throw them in as a little sweetener. I think it the Willie Colley Stein Trey Burke combo of of contracts that seems to be primed for a combination of those two guys and something else for another player, right? Yeah, because like Will- Willie and, and you know Willie and Trey Burke, you know, will get you to like what seven, seven, yeah, seven million, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, we'll just see, we'll see what Dallas thinks of the roster too. Are, are they still going? you know, swinging this year for a bigger name or do they look at their roster? If they start off, you know, 13 and four and they're like, man, this is awesome. Do they swing for it or do they say, no, we just need to tinker and just, you know, move around the edges. Good morning, Isaac. Everybody on the stream, stick around. We're going to continue to answer some more questions. We're going to go rapid fire and answer some of your questions. Everyone in the podcast, guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're getting so close to 8,000. Thank you for everybody that has has done that so far. The season starts tonight. Let's go. I'm so excited for the Mavericks to actually play a game. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. We will be back with a post-game recap. Mavericks versus Hawks. Now make your second listen today. Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one fantasy basketball show on the planet like literally millions of views right now just like dominating everything free and available on all platforms go check it out guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps so boom